Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a tax sell veteran. I am the leading tax sell expert. I am the author of the Tax Sell Playbook. I'm the founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast episode. As always, this is a completely free podcast brought to you through and because of the Tax Sell Academy. All right, this week, we are talking about last-minute tax sale preparation. So let's suppose you went through a tax sale list. You've gone through every single property on that list. You did your due diligence. You've narrowed it down to just a few properties that you want to purchase. But now what? What do you do now, right? Preparing for an auction is a crucial part of your success equation. And I'm not just talking about the due diligence aspect. Obviously, that's very, very important. But it's easy to get to the one yard line and then just collapse right before you hit the end zone in this business. So in today's episode, I wanna provide you with the pre-auction process that I go through and that I recommend to my Academy members. This is essentially a checklist of exactly what you should be doing leading up to the auction so you don't make any mistakes. So about a week before the auction arrives, I will double check the dates and the times. Nothing is worse than spending lots and lots of time researching properties and preparing for an auction that took place last month. Mistakes can happen. You can read dates incorrectly. Auctions can get postponed. So all you have to do is double check the dates, double check the times, and you can do that in less than 10 seconds. But it will save you a whole lot of hassle if you do happen to make a mistake. Now, once that's out of the way, I will go through the tax sale list while I finish up my research. So while I do that research, I'm making the decision of what I want to invest in and what I don't want to invest in. And as I'm doing that research, if I decide I want to invest in something, at that time, I will determine what I want my maximum bid amounts to be. The time to figure out what you want to buy is not while the auction is taking place. You would not believe the number of people I've seen walk into an auction carrying plat maps, surveys, property assessor reports printed out, all these large binders, I'm talking like three inch, five inch thick binders full of all sorts of paperwork that they're sitting there flipping through, reviewing and pondering what they should do when the property is gonna be auctioned off in a matter of minutes. Why? Why would you wait to just a few minutes before a property is sold to determine what it is and how much you should pay for that property? Instead, do this well ahead of time so you can focus on the auction and what is taking place and so you aren't rushed. Use the weeks before the auction to ensure that you are making informed decisions at that auction. So what I'll do is I will start with a very, very simple spreadsheet from a program like Excel or Google Sheets or Apple Sheets. 
Now, I'll have a template that I use. It's called my bid sheet. The exact template is available inside the Taxel Academy to my members, but essentially, it's the auction lot number, then you have the parcel number, then you have just a few notes about the property, five or maybe even 10 words, and that serves to refresh my memory, but maybe even more than that, to fulfill my curiosity while I'm sitting there at the auction. Now, beside that, I'll have the maximum bid amount that I'm prepared to bid for that property. That's it, very, very simple. By the time you get to the auction, you are there to simply bid on the property and complete the transaction. You are not sitting there to do research. You are not sitting there to determine what your maximum bid amount should be. And speaking of that number, your maximum bid amount, that does not change ever at an auction. That number is established while you do your research based on your investment goals and your expected margins. Do not go to an auction and start adjusting your maximum bid amount because things aren't going the way you think they should go. If you get towards the end of the auction and you're disappointed because you haven't won a single property, that is not the time to start increasing your maximum bid amount to become more and more aggressive. Here's the deal, if you go to an auction and you realize that your maximum bid amounts are all way too low for every single property, then work on adjusting how you establish those maximum bid amounts after the auction is over in preparation for the next auction. But never attempt to adjust your maximum bid amounts on the fly. Those numbers that you have are there for a reason. Those maximum bid amounts on your bid sheet help you to remove all emotion from the transaction. Stick to those numbers. Now, once I have all my final research done and once I've compiled these bid sheets, I'll start working towards my final preparations. One of these things is I'll go back to that auction list. I'll look it over again to see what, if any properties, have been removed from the sale. In a lot of situations, you'll have properties that get redeemed or removed from the sale at the last minute. So I'll take a look and I'll go ahead and scratch those off my bid sheet. I'll also take a look to make sure that the opening bid amounts haven't changed for whatever reason, like a typo or something like that. Now, after that, I'll do some final research. And this is especially important on properties that have dilapidated structures. We all know that when you buy a piece of property that has a house or a building of some sort on it at a tax sale, that property, that building is not going to be in pristine condition. It's going to be smelly. It's going to be wet. It might even be falling down. Now, as we have previously discussed here on this podcast, a governmental lien for something such as a public nuisance violation, weeds, trash, a dilapidated structure, all that type of stuff, if there's fines, fees, or liens that are related to those things will become your responsibility upon purchase. Now, while I was doing my initial research, I should have, of course, researched all of this stuff. But what I will do at the last minute is I will re-research that type of stuff. I'll take a look at the demolition list. I'll take a look at the condemnation list. I will call the code enforcement officer. I'll look at their website if necessary at the very last minute. That way, I know whether or not an insanely high last minute lien 
placed against that property will become my responsibility. And then I can adjust my bid accordingly or remove that property from my selected properties altogether. You don't want to get into a situation where you're so excited and you stick to your maximum bid amount only to realize that yesterday a $100,000 lien got placed on that property and now you're suddenly in a bad spot. So make sure you do that last minute research if there's a dilapidated structure on the property. Now something else I will do is I'll perform a last minute drive by of the property or I'll hire a scout to do it for me if I'm not local to that area. And this is simply a quick drive-by of that property to ensure the building is still standing. I have had personal experience where homes have been burned down days before the tax sale auction. Actually, write about a similar experience in the tax sale playbook. Now, while I'll usually perform a drive-by or send a scout to take a look for the properties that have structures on them, I do not typically perform that same last minute drive-by for the vacant stuff, unless I do suspect there could be a potential problem. But for structures, absolutely it makes sense to make sure it is still standing as close to the auction as possible. Now, once all this type of stuff is done, something else I will do both before my research and again now just prior to that auction is I will review those auction instructions. I want to make sure that I show up to the auction and I know exactly what's going on. I don't want any surprises auction day and reading the instructions carefully is the best way to ensure that. Now in those instructions, you will also find information about deposits and registering for that auction. Now, as mentioned, you should have of course read those instructions before you started performing your research on that tax sale list so you knew if you had to do anything in advance of that auction, such as pre-register or wire a deposit, for example. If so, hopefully you completed everything like you should have. But oftentimes, especially for in-person auctions, you're going to be required to have your identification. You may be required to have a deposit and perhaps a registration form that you complete in order to register on site. But go ahead, get all that ready the night before the auction. Now what I'll typically do is I'll put all this into a binder. My maximum bid sheets, my deposit, my license, my bid form, and an ink pen or two. I'll even punch holes in the bid sheets and I'll attach it into the binder itself. And when I say binder, I'm talking about like those cheap half inch three ring binders. I think you can get them for a buck or two off of Amazon. But I'll use that binder for a number of reasons. First of all, it keeps everything in one spot for me. It'll help me stay organized when it comes to my bid sheets and making sure I have all the information, all the forms, all the paperwork, the pins, everything that I need right in one spot. It'll also help keep those bid sheets confidential, allowing me to simply close that binder and cover them when I'm not reading them so the nosy neighbor sitting next to me can't look through all of my notes to decide what they want to invest in and how much they want to spend. And yes, people have tried to do that before. And then lastly, that same binder will provide me with a hard surface to work on, to write stuff on, to take notes on, since most auctions don't provide tables or desks for you to station yourself at. And even if this is an online auction, believe it or not, I still sometimes compile that same binder to keep myself organized and to help me follow along since I'm comfortable using it, especially if there's a large number of properties being sold at that online auction. So after that, you are pretty much prepared. 
My last suggestion is when you get to the auction, plan on arriving early. I suggest this for a few different reasons. First off, some auctions do have long lines. Either they had a crazy amount of people that want to attend that auction or the county staff or the auctioneer's staff is very slow at registering people. I've seen both situations before. You don't want to be stuck in a registration line while you hear the very property that you came for get auctioned off. Now, if you're attending an online auction, I still suggest you arrive early. That way you have plenty of time to troubleshoot for the off chance you have trouble connecting to their auction software. The next reason is so you can claim a good seat. It does not take a rocket scientist to know that an auctioneer is going to hear the people closest to them the best. So sit in the front row or the very least sit within a direct line of sight to that auctioneer. Make sure you're close enough so they can see and hear you. Believe me, it does help. Another reason is that on occasion you will hear chatter before the auction that can help you figure out little tidbits of information that could help save you some money, such as a house being burned down just an hour ago. I've heard that happen before. And the last one is, well, nobody likes to be rushed, especially when you need to get focused and have the confidence to make important decisions. You don't want to spend your entire morning rushing. So there you have it. There are a few things that I do as last minute preparation for a tax sale. You know, the tax sale business is a business where the average person looks at it and they think it's just buying and selling real estate. But in reality, this is very much a front-loaded type of business where we research and we spend the majority of our time pre-purchase. And then we simply buy the property and sell the property as one of the last steps to reap the benefits. So it's very important that you understand that you're putting most of your effort into your investments before you know exactly what you are buying or how much you'll spend on it. Obviously, you have your maximum bid amounts and stuff like that. But in the end, most of your time investment is front-loaded. It's pre-purchase. So take that into consideration and make sure you're properly prepared before you arrive at that auction. I truly hope that today's episode has helped you when it comes to preparing for your next tax sale auction. If so, do me a huge favor and leave us some positive feedback on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on today. And if you're looking for more help with your quest for tax sale success, don't forget to take a look at all the helpful links in today's show notes section of this episode. And for the most comprehensive step-by-step training that we offer, just head on over to taxsellacademy.com and become a member of the Academy. Hey, take care and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Bye-bye.